Welcome to the second Story Wells podcast. In this episode, Said has a phone call with Shittaj, the creative director of Soak. We've worked with him on a few campaigns and we have a new one releasing this week. We love him, his eye, his storytelling ability and the way that he works. We're still working things out with podcasting, so this is still going to be a little bit rough around the edges, but I hope that you enjoy hearing their chat. Later in the season, we'll be talking to other people in our world, like dyers, agents, and even our own team. But for now, here's Shittage and Said. Okay, we're recording. This this podcast is cursed. Like, every time we try and do it, even just me and Katie in a room, like, it, it gets messed up. We've been trying for, like, four years, and I, we've done two episodes. That's... <laughs> That's just the way it is. Okay, hi, uh, hi. We're here with uh, Shittage, who hi is a creative director. Um, maybe introduce yourself. Um, so, hi guys, I'm Shittage. Uh, I am a creative director from India. I have been working with Story for, I guess, about few seasons now, four seasons or something. Of with all the Indian pictures and image making and storytelling and all of that. Uh, apart from that, I have a magazine called Dirty, which is based out of india it's an indie publication and we talk about fashion culture art and all the other good stuff uh so yeah that's primarily what we do amazing yeah and we've started working together in 2020 i think yeah yeah big lockdown yeah. i think yeah 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 that was um but it was a good time because i well i i remember meeting you on well, just Instagram. on Instagram, just yeah. like we usually, yeah, <laughs> just like I meet most people. Yeah. Um, and we only just met in person like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, in London. And I think yeah. around that time, there were a few people I was telling you when I met, when we met that, you know, a couple of people we met and we start working and develop a relationship and you then you sort of see the other side of it. And it's just so much um, comfort we already have. And I think in lockdown, a lot of, of, of clients, so to speak, or friends we start working with and uh recently when i started to travel again i started meeting people and then there's so much more to do with people who you work with because now once you meet you understand so much more about the brand and the person behind it mm, yeah and the, the interesting thing about meeting people online at least for me is that i don't i feel quite comfortable doing it now and i feel like i feel like once you follow someone even if it's only on instagram for a while you do start to see what they're like like if they're a really egotistical or if they're a show-off or if they're really yeah. authentic or not i do think it does come through like it at least at least for me I, i've not met someone well actually that's not true i have met a couple of people in real life and they're not how they seem but in general like I, talking to people on online is pretty similar in real life yeah all the time and i, I would say like even just not talking but like when you see someone's profile and you form an opinion but we actually start chatting doesn't matter if it's online or like on call or even physically uh you tend to have a better idea but like i think just seeing someone's profile is most of the time is delusional like i would say 80 percent of the time the image of portrayed by someone is completely different um than what mm. you actually get into their dm and start chatting about things and i think most of the people are very much open on 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 instagram dms in fact sometimes i think they're way more honest in the dms than you meet them physically weirdly so i just feel yeah, like people that's get, true. yeah a lot of introvert people who are not super comfortable chatting about something and they are much more comfortable sharing things with strangers on dm than they are in real life face to face i think uh, yeah. that's that's also one thing but also with brands i think um i mean you guys you guys i spoke to you before but of course i've been following story for quite a long time now and i think with story and you and katie something there's a very uh, distinct similarity between what you guys are and like believer of and what the brand turns out to be so my understanding purely came from the brand and obviously i was working with the brand so i had to understand that and that was very very um nice to see because most of the time what people a lot of time i work with the brand who stand for something completely different and you meet the founder or person who's behind it and it's just like a completely different story and i tend to get yeah. very confused when that happens and i sort of have a lot of questions to ask um because you know you just don't know where do you which direction do you have to go to create like a genuine relationship between the brand and the person and your own work yeah i I, it's kind of, we get, we get messages sometimes from people who tell us, you know, you really should be a little bit less honest because you're going to, you're going to annoy people, you're going to burn bridges, or it seems unprofessional to talk about like, I don't know, my mental health struggles hmm. while also 
while also you know selling product to fancy stores or stuff but um it, it's it's the only way that we know how to be and i i i know that i know from having worked with brands in the past and katie will as well that the one thing that you can't that every brand wants to be but can't always achieve is to be to be perceived as authentic yeah whatever that means yeah and this is just the only way that we that i know how to be authentic i think yeah that that it's, that it's, yeah, I, I mean, it's maybe, good. It, maybe it's sort of separate a lot of people who want to, but also it gives a, a lot of other people's sense of community, which most of us are like sort of looking at in our personal life, as well as the people, like the brands we associate with or work with or wear or consume. I think authenticity is something a lot of new customer looking at. And I think story is something which is not a fast fashion. You're not trying to sell it to the masses. So I think uh if i have to say to choose one whether you choose a little com- like community of people who are truly like bind by the brand of course the quality of product and the authenticity versus someone who is there to just see a sanitized world of you and kt and sanitized world of the brand created i think uh for a brand like story i would i would assume that people who are um sort of consuming it will be more impressed and more uh more just coming from a very like but like sales perspective i think will be more aligned to to see what you're doing and i think that's you've been doing it for a long time so obviously the brand growth has a has a part of you being authentic on the social yeah. media uh, what, what do you let me ask you this what mm-hmm. do you what do you do you have an opinion about brands that overshare like i i there's we try and skirt around the the idea of sustainability because you know it's kind of a poison chalice but yeah. in the world of sustainable brands there's mm. like when a brand talks about being sustainable sometimes they go extremely far and they start like um they start giving you like personal details about the tailor and yeah giving, like telling like very, i hate that and <laughs> i absolutely okay. hate that. i thought you might because i i also don't like it i think no i think it's kind of it's it feels like using it's tokenism people. to them and it's using people and i by no means that person is really interested in in who is wearing it like i've recently seen brands some brands like putting literally the name tag of the person and i've seen it in past a lot of time especially in india or a brand who's making clothes in india and that's that kind of tokenism because the person who's actually making it you and me know working with the brands and carigas and etc that they don't really care they don't really don't care about the pr or the marketing or where who's wearing the clothes etc they for them it's like finishing work getting the check and taking mm-hmm. care of the family so it's just a purpose to the brand they don't care if you ask them should i put your name or face on our instagram and of i'm 100% sure 80% of them will be like we don't care or please don't do it yeah 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 i that's that's i i think about it a long time ago we were we were talking we were taking pictures and we take pictures of manufacturing and everybody that we work with is very proud of their work but they're not going to work expecting to be in a photo shoot yeah so we're conscious to always take pictures of without faces and hands yeah just, just hands making stuff you know the kind of work they're proud of but i i always whenever i'm explaining it to someone who's going who if, if we're not there i'm always say to them like if you have an office job and someone comes in and starts taking pictures of you photocopying stuff like you're gonna feel uncomfortable and it's an unusual thing to do so let's not do that Let's Let's not not do that. That. Yeah. yeah and also yeah. like i also understand our generation if someone is trying to take a picture of me i'll be like yeah okay because for whatever reason there is some sort of social media presence we all have and it gives it it i i could understand why like i would say not the people who are making the clothes because they have no agenda even if you like they don't have social media they are not getting three more brands to work with them if you put their name somewhere you know what i'm saying like what yeah. is for yeah. example if i'm working with you and the shoot looks amazing and you tag me or you put my face somewhere and maybe three brands more contacted me through instagram and that could be beneficial for me or to any other artist or photographer or models or whoever but like for person who's making clothes their agenda is not this like they don't gain anything out of being a part of it the only person who gains anything out of it is a brand who's putting their name forward and as like oh they are like mm. whatever they are claiming to be oh this is made in india or they are paid well or we take care of their family or they are not working in bad conditions so it's like you are putting yourself as someone who's doing a you know quote unquote good job and like uh, i don't know i get really uncomfortable with the situations but sometime i mean i I personally hate it but then I see a lot of brands doing it and then they are 
reaping great benefit out of doing that because the people who are buying them are getting into the uh and especially these are the people who are not from india specifically talking about india they're like oh my god this is made in india and i've never been to india but this looks authentic and they take care of these people who are not getting paid so i think we all from india are trying to get over this image of like we need help of the world to survive but doing that makes this image of india much more stronger in terms of we need help of people and there are these people who these brands are coming and helping do you know what i'm saying i do i completely do yeah i i i have it also being from well being being partly from iraq and i i i mean it's i don't have the exact same experience but i have a similar one and that's why it takes such a lot of thought on our part like where 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 the line like where how how what is the correct way to behave like yeah. each situation with each person you know like yeah if we're working with a, a craftsperson and they do benefit from you know they, they, it's a kind of yeah getting promoted and also they would be you would expect them to be part of the limelight then we do try it we do collaborate with them yeah. and like even, even sometimes their name is on it like set there's certain block prints and stuff where their name is in the block. in the product but yeah i totally agree i but also yeah, at just, the um, end at the end you have to look at the brand and compare and see the intentions as well like there is a i mean it's a very weird example but there is a beautiful organic farming um, person who delivers just basic vegetables and the purpose is so beautiful the vegetables are not cheap you know where they're coming from and the farmers are putting a lot of work the money goes directly to them and that's why i think for a brand like that or a or a company like that to promote the farmers is important because then you see mm-hmm. what's happening and i also feel connected like oh i'm doing a good job by buying not just supporting them but also having clean organic food so if your brand sort of stand for it in long run and a consumer can see that in the part of 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 how you make it plus what you stand for as a brand in general towards your consumer if that balance is there i get it but like a lot of time when this people shows the embroiders and stuff like that and the brand stand for it's a seasonal thing or it's like a little thing they are doing just to promote or do some sort of uh you know charitable activity to save taxes and that just sort of bothers me so if your product or your brand stand for it and a outsider or a consumer can see it clearly and understand that oh there is a purpose to, towards it then yeah fair enough and then it's fine it's just yeah, because of who is doing it oh i got deep we got deep straight away and yeah, completely off topic i was about to talk <laughs> talking about my 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 life and what i do and straight into uh, yeah no i just i don't i like to i don't always have um i feel like i'm communicating constantly with you with people like other people who've got like really big brains um but sometimes but i don't always have an always have a opportunity to pick people's brains so it's a question i haven't ever asked you specifically about that and I, i know that you're very like you've got a very analytical mind when it comes to branding and art direction and creative direction and like we were talking before this like i don't know what your title is and you said you don't you don't really know either but creative director kind of covers it yeah ish ish i don't know i don't think no it's it's just is the same thing like you know because um you i've been working as a stylist as a costume person i have had i have a magazine a creative agency and i've pretty much done everything what i could do or which has come my way so right now i lose my title because i'm still somehow connected i'm choosy with my old career like what i choose i still style but like it's just becomes really confusing in terms of uh is it should i not call myself a stylist but i'm actually doing that as well and coming to the first round of like what we discussed that you know a lot of time uh uh when you work with brands and you your ethics come on place because i have worked with so many brands who are unethical and i've been working with them like i have worked with them constantly and there was a point somewhere during lockdown that i had to i had too much going on and i had to choose or i have to see what i feel about working with certain brands and that's how i first filter was whose ethics and style matches with mine and the second was where is the money coming from so then i mm. automatically filtering out a lot of brand whose ethics didn't match with mine and that's how i sort of learn hard way also compromising my own ethics with other brands ethics just because of money reason and then you have to work in most of the brands in especially in fashions are not very ethical as we all know so mm-hmm. yeah coming to it is that now you just choose who you want to work with and have a long relationship with these people and create work which makes you happy and sort of have a larger reason than just creating pictures and releasing them on Instagram. Yeah, and it's weird isn't it because you 
you you find when you work when you start to filter by like ethics or even just maybe not even ethics but even just working with the brands who are nice to deal with or who are yeah. nice yeah. you find Thought. you find that you find that that cool there's lots of most most cool brands aren't nice mm. and not, aren't ethical and then a lot of ethical brands aren't cool but they're also quite really nice to work with it's uh it's also not like we none, none of us have like a checklist on paper that how many ticks a brand is ticking it's just sometimes you talk to them and you feel like a connection and you feel like okay we are on to something same similar and i think uh it's a growth from both her side and i can provide something to you which can be beneficial to you and vice versa and then you move on from it and then you end up doing it and i think sometime as we speak about people i also feel like a lot of time brand they can really like put you into a place where you really start to believe there's something else unless you work with them a couple of time like i had times where i'm like the brand is giving me a completely different story and i tend to believe in it and i start to work with them and after one or two season you realize oh oh this is not what exactly you have been portraying your brand to be and even working inside you came to know the reality much later can you tell us about your background and how you got started uh so i'm from a very small town uh in central india and family of doctors and um i just didn't want to become a doctor and i realized it much later in life when i was just about to finish my high school and i was like sort of expected to study medical be a doctor help the family get supported by family because it was a set business in in, in the house and it's a small middle class family because they never left that town still so i sort of moved towards the second best thing i knew and it was at that time sketching not have no idea about fashion at all um so i tried to get into a design college go into a design college and come came out figuring out how what can i pursue in in the realm of all over design and i think fashion interested me the most and i when i i i'm trained as a fashion designer but then the same thing when i was studying fashion designer towards the end of my course i was pretty bored of stitching and cutting pattern and this that the other i was i think i was pretty good at that but still i wanted to do something which which is much more uh visionary and not like binding me into one language and that's how i started to style and styling progressed into creative direction because i just hated when someone was taking my picture and portraying it in any other way by different copy or how they were uh putting it out there so i started to edit as well and then from there i moved on to creative direction where i was taking the whole of branding on board and it was specific to fashion at that time then it moved on to i was bored again so it, i started taking like other stuff so now we have i mean i have a small agency very very tiny one and we do fragrances to alcohol to hospitality to all of that and it's kind of nice because um generally in fashion you just stop learning one thing and you tend to do the same thing again and again and keep developing that one particular style but what i find interesting being creative is that you can do multiple things at the same time because i personally tend to get bored with one thing and this kind of give me freedom to do multiple thing and learn about alcohol one day then learn about properties and dealing with hospitality on the other day and i tend to do it like five things six things at the same day which is all different and i just it's just it's just very challenging but at the same time it keeps you more exciting than anything else so that's what currently we are doing and then starting a magazine was um another thing uh which again i was all my childhood i couldn't just completely forget so that that is my way to bring out the whole cultural aspect of small town india indian artists people like me who sort of um don't have an access to a lot of things growing up um which is not westernized so you know what i'm saying so yeah i moved mm. far away from your question but i have given you the whole <laughs> how it all happened all right and and well and what would you, how would you describe your work or or if it's hard to if it's hard to say that because sometimes i find that hard how would you how do you think other people would describe your work um i don't know i mean yeah it's a it's a, it's a difficult questions and i would go by only the perceiving how people perceive my social media because this is what i like to put out to the world i like to sort of have a story going on with the with kind of work i do so i like to connect and have like a subliminal approach of a larger story than just a photograph or a video so i tend to move towards when someone gives me a project as well i try to build a narration around a product um uh, through imagery and i think storytelling is primary prime focus always and a bit of shock value whether it is coming from 
photography or casting or unusual collaboration or uh, uh, you know creating a purpose uh, which has not been clear but how you can portray a whole purpose of a brand but just uh, just putting out four imagery so i like those challenges which is goes beyond just taking imaging like imagining pictures or imagining a brand in the way it has been imagined before so whenever i come on board with someone i always see how can i bring a small change and bring myself into the brand more rather than just uh, sort of portraying the brand's vision fully how they wanted to perceived as if it makes sense yeah i the way that we just me and katie describe that whole thing is like the story story has like a world that we built and yeah. we imagine like we imagine okay well if if nike shoes were in the story world how would they look and yeah. then they would look like wonky and you know and then and so and and that's why we called this podcast story world as well we always talk about like a, a world and it feels like you're talking you're talking about like you've got your own you've got your own world and then when we when we work together or you work with another client you kind of you kind of find out where they cross over and yeah and it has its own little little world in between uh i think that's really evident i think that's the mark of like for me that's the mark of like a good artist and it's also it's also the thing that's missing in terms of creative collaboration like across across the industry that kind it of it is it is i think make yeah that makes makes me and other people kind of hate or get tired of of things no oh, also because i think a lot of brands have their very set guidelines and rule books and stuff like that and they have problem trusting people and what it mm-hmm. does is either it becomes a very strong brand uh, but i would say that used to happen probably 10 years ago but now as we all know collaboration is the key it's just to refresh yourself and keeping your like whatever aesthetic ethics or branding in mind when you collaborate with strong artists or people you give them freedom you also because it's always like when you work with a brand understand the brand but no one tries to understand the creators behind it whether it's a creative director or a photographer or anyone or like as you said nike coming on board with you guys it's just always nicer to understand both parts and try to find a way together in terms of how it's it's equal collaboration between two parties and i think whenever i work with you guys and i think it comes from me seeing story a lot and using my work and then like whenever you call me we'll be like okay we are just sending clothes and do this is the idea let's just discuss it very quickly but we trust what what you do and that also gives me sense of responsibility to study it properly ask you many questions and you know all the purposes and objective of of what we are doing and then perform because most of the time and that's like me admitting to my to my uh, sort of sometime when i get lazy with most of the brand when they are di- like dictating too much and i was like you have all the work done up i just have to turn up and then follow this guideline which is which tends to be way more easier than equally collaborating which makes me happier on a larger term that i just tend to get like okay they have everything sorted out they just want me as a name or they want me to just as a tag that okay we have to have a stylist so let's just get, get this guy and you just it's just those days are very very easy but also very forgettable work you create yeah, out I, of those i i it's the for us it's the it's the antithesis of what we want like we you've got such a strong aesthetic and a strong eye and strong thing that we i know that we can send you something and that you'll make something out of it and that my worry or like our what we don't want is we don't want someone trying to guess what we might might like because when that happens um what happens is that they people come up with these like lookbooks that look like our old work or lookbooks yeah. that like are telling a story that they think that we're trying to tell but it always is slightly wrong like it might be like really really hippy or like picking mushrooms or yeah oh signs God. or like yeah. like yeah because people think they know and what we want is to work with someone who's going to take our our product and recontextualize it because there's no point telling the same story over and over and over yeah, again especially yeah. in today's day and age where like as soon as you've shared one image from one lookbook that the rest of them everyone's like bored of that yeah. whole thing they're done so and more yeah, to it has been it has been we've also discussed this in past that when you put one story out and a lot of people are just try to jump on and do the same thing without having any sort of uh, consciousness about their own branding like people just and you constantly have to develop as a brand uh, your visual language your story within the realm of your own sort of ethics and branding 
and that's mm-hmm. that's something which is which is which is also very important to collaborate with people who are also building a brand together for four five seasons so whenever i'm also taking a work it's always been like are we looking long term or are we looking short term and if it's short term yeah. i tend to again not put too much of work into it and just make it super beautiful shocking and however they want it but when it's long term not just one season i have to think about okay if i do this am i doing a lot together if i'm building it slowly and then you think how what all element you can pick up and what element you want to show first and then next season what else you want to pick up and show again um and that's also something uh in terms of collaboration with the brand with your language when you grow you have to keep this in mind who's going with you and then you keep that long narration going on instead of giving it everything you have to provide almost like a desperate desperate student kind of approach to work mm have you ever you so you're you're really like at the top of your game so working with you is for any brand is is actually is a pretty big deal and i'm not just saying that cuz we're talking to you directly now i mean it's something i say anyway but i wonder maybe it's not happened to you but i wonder have you ever worked with a brand and you've done some kind of some piece of work with them and then after you finish working with them you stop working with them but they continue to do the same sort of thing like I kind of, of copying copy, copying the that. work that you did but without pay- mm. I mean see this is what happens i tend to do very extensive work when there is a brand who is kind of wants so there are three kind of people one i exp- one is you guys who gives me complete freedom just trusting my work and letting me do what we want to do and also because we started the relationship at lockdown when we had no option and we created something amazing so that we built that trust out of accident if you see it like that for a uh, outsider's perspective second brands who have like a big brand like adidas or nike they have a whole set of branding and they just want you to come on board and do things which also i'm fine to do and the third kind of people is that they like your work but they still want to sort of talk to you multiple times share multiple mood board wants to have approval on everything and those brands what happened with me at least i take long time to develop a strong relationship and i think long term so then as we discussed like in last like few minutes ago that i told you is that i create a longer narration believing that i want to work with that this brand for a long time so i tend to do very extensive research on image making and so what happens that for whatever reason the relationship doesn't last long i have still created like a strong sort of pathway going forward for the brand and then they tend to do the same thing again and again and again but what happens with mm-hmm. that is do i created the pathway but i tend not tend to not follow that and i keep changing as we move forward with the brand but they don't have me they only have the sort of whatever mood board or ideations we've done for the brand and they keep following constantly over and over and over and again now what happened in fashion is that everything gets old in like after you stop posting it on instagram like it's old already mm-hmm. and then you just sort of if you keep repeating this thing it dilutes your own brand and then five other brand comes do the same thing hire the same people you get diluted within the industry and it has happened with me a lot of time rest i has really stopped getting bothered and in long term what started to happen is i was like oh shit like look what's happening they are diluting it and it makes me feel kind of like sinister and happy i was like okay see this is what happens and i much i feel secure much later in this game thinking that okay they've tried three seasons without me and still look the same or looks bad which doesn't look like what i've done create like re- created before because my mind is constantly changing and what they have is the old piece of my my mind or my team's mind and that just is not as good as the updated one i guess and i think it shows and it's the same with us like we get eight sometimes and the the thing that katie always talks about is like when you when at least in at least in the uk when you have like a, a maths test and you you just start writing the answers the teacher will always say i need you to show me how you got to that answer you hmm. need to show the working out and we always have like the working out our ideas and how we got somewhere and when someone just copies your homework they don't have that that working out um and because they haven't got that work to work it out they haven't they can't really do the work afterwards yeah. to kind of develop yeah. it i mean sometimes it's sometimes it's it's a huge company that does that kind of thing and they're just trying to ride some kind of trend and sometimes it's it's a, it's a smaller company and they just can't afford to keep working with creatives and i understand yeah. that yeah as well but i think that instagram and specifically like american brands are kind of taught taught designers that you can just copy and steal and it's kind of okay i don't yeah. and yeah. and and that 
and that Instagram is a is, is okay as a mood board when really it's not a mood board. Yeah, it's it's not, and I think it's just that there are so many people doing. Like at the end, if you go on the base of everything, it's about covering your bodies just to go really, really like basic on it. And I think there are so many mm-hmm. people who like it's it's just form of any art. Like there are films and music has been made, and there's a trickle down version of it which also works well in specific area. And now it's everything is visible at the same time on the same platform, and that just makes it really, really confusing. And I think yeah. uh, what story is doing, or what I'm also trying to do with my work, is like have a very standard, strong stamp style, and just just put it out there so strongly that even even authenticity sort of lies in like who did it first. And it's a very fashion sort of trendy things to say, but actually it matters that because if someone is trying to make another touchscreen phone which looks like Apple, a consumer would know where to go for trust and authenticity. And if you keep your and trickle down version is always someone which is cheaper and for audience who can't really afford the real deal. So if you just really stamp your branding and nail it on the head and people say that this is who we are, and then in anyone else trying to do the same thing, it'll always be the second option. And obviously your um top consumer who has been buying and has been loyal to you would I would imagine it to be loyal to you uh during those times and obviously you keep changing and keep evolving whatever you're doing inside so it keeps it fresh as well I stop to be bothered about because this is I think we can't win this and it's just gonna get worse by the day so it's just feel like um have to find a solution within our own self or like keep it away from our head so it stop bothering us I think that you're much more evolved than me on this point because I, I, I noticed that you don't let yourself get bothered about stuff in at times when I would and I need to, I've I've stopped getting bothered about stuff in ge- in general because some people and some things just are not you can't um, you can't negotiate with yeah. Uh, yeah but it's also not the people people we are i mean you are running a brand and for me it's very easy to fuck up and move on you know what i'm saying because i get probably four chances a month to create something and i could fuck up three of them and still do one decent job and move on from it and you know it's you always remember what's your last shoot or last project has been and i can choose to show what i want to show to the world and like hide it from the rest of the world if i don't want to show it to at least to my people but I think when it's a brand, every single step either builds towards something or takes you away from something. So it's it's I would say it's not even personality or what how we are as people. It's just that uh what you are building is like larger legacy where my work is always sort of like, okay, it's one thing to another. And obviously working with five different brands, you tend you tend to pick up a side which is slightly more stronger each time you move on. So you can navigate your mental state towards oh today I'm sad because of my work but tomorrow I'm doing something I I, I can put my energy <laughs> to something so you just play this mind game and it's just like a yeah. roller coaster of of emotions constantly which I tend to really enjoy nowadays I was not enjoying it before it used to fuck my head quite a bit but now I feel like oh that's the fun part of it yeah that's um that's something that I find myself being extremely jealous of with <laughs> like people like you and other creatives because I've got I know lots of creatives who are doing cool work and then i ask them what they're doing tomorrow and they say they're doing like a shoot for some, some terrible thing. brand and i'm yeah. like yeah and i'm like what and she, they're like yeah it's paying it pays great um and i'm just not going to share it on socials whereas yeah. like every single every single piece of dirty laundry is out there, out for, there us for us all the time. i was having great time in london and uh, like paris and uh, even in india right before leaving doing my magazine the next issues work and I literally landed in the morning and I straight went to a set which I know what my client was wearing. And that's all I care about. And then I went to the set and I'm just like, it was a it was a brand who makes multiple things. And I went to the set and I told my assistant, okay, so where are they shooting the refrigerator? And she was like, what? I was like, isn't it a refrigerator? It was so good. She was like, isn't it a refrigerator? Shoot. He, she was like, no, they're just launching a toilet cleaner and we are shooting for the toilet cleaner today. And I'm just like, are you serious? <laughs> it literally happened the day I landed and I'm on a set. I just dressed the plant and I left the set. But I was just like, wow, this is how, uh, you know, diverse, I would call it, our career could be. And it's it's fun. It's just so fun. That's That's great to hear for you. for us like for me like i do get bothered by stuff and i do react and i think i react poorly sometimes even when i think i'm reacting well 
it can come across poorly. Like, um, yeah, man, I, I need to, I need to shut the fuck up. I think in, sometimes in general, because even when I'm in the right, you know, you can still be right and be an asshole. So, yeah. Um, no, yeah. I but also oh, I think a legacy yeah. of a brand is much higher than an individual trying to create multiple disciplines of work. So though it's fun to create it, but like kind of, uh, you of course there's a positive side of of each each side so though it's though it's it's like building something like on the caliber of a brand and a product is far more reward, rewarding in long term and it's larger than life and it can it can remain after your life is ended i can't complain because me and katie are able to work for no bosses so yeah yeah and we're also able to have like such a nice company it is even when even though it's hard and it's stressful and it's really not fun and family it, it is still when i speak to people about other brands or in other situations it's still ten thousand times better. better for sure yeah and you and katie working yeah. together is another thing which is a blessing in in, in all sort of adverse situations <laughs> running a brand is that i mean you're laughing i'm sure yeah. you have your own story but at least <laughs> at least you're not have like a spouse or partner complaining that you're fucking stressed about something and I don't understand it or like like I feel like I can never fall in a relationship if I'm working like this or at least in a happy one. Yeah. So yeah, when we started story one year into being together and we've been together almost eleven years and the story is <laughs> ten years old, so wow. it's woven into the fabric of our of our relationship and definitely we have we have like issues other company other couples wouldn't have like around boundaries and yeah. constantly talking about it but you know i think it comes down to the person if, yeah if if you're both um reasonable if reasonable people get on together and we're not we like we we just we do we do really love each other we want to we don't it's it's easier working together than it is working with anyone else yeah that's for sure. just, that's for, for certain sure. yeah yeah um yeah um what is i'm going to skip over some questions because i feel like we've covered we so all, much yeah just, I, I just chatting what, yeah <laughs> Um, what, what challenges do you think you face that are unique to you as a person? The challenges I face, which is unique to me as a person. So currently speaking, like I was, uh, chatting with a friend of mine who's also acted as my therapy sometime, like just two days ago. And I was, I tend to get into the zones of like almost numbness sometimes where my only option is to like really get into hardcore work commitments and deadlines to get over it and it's, it's like putting things under the carpet is that though i enjoy doing multiple things at the same time but the more i'm trying to be better at each of those things it's so the connection of those things is moving further away and it's diversing me into really different different areas and stretching me far away from my own thing so like someday i'll be like I started with image making and branding, but then now I'm trying to learn more about wines because we have a company who's doing wines to learning about printing techniques of a paper and where how inks and graphic design sort of react on different things to trying to study a language, which is a part of my other job where I have to communicate with someone. So trying to be as a perfectionist sometimes, it just gets really hard and I'm I'm struggling with the fact that how can I do all of these five things at the same time better or do I have to drop certain thing to do things better? those other things better and right now my struggle is to choose what my purpose is moving forward uh and if i can though everything is tends to be doing well but i have to sort of segregate and filter out few things which i might be enjoying but like for more my own sanity i have to like choose and pick things which is making me happy or um you know solving a larger purpose which which tends to be difficult when things are going well most of the time so that's something which i've been struggling with and i think this is another huge minus point and people tend to not understand when 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 um i mean i've had my struggle for 10 years and i finally got to a place where i'm like i can say that i'm at least career wise i'm doing well and i'm happy and but i know moving forward if i keep working like that in two years i'm gonna have a huge crisis where i'm spreading myself too thin or my work is getting compromised so i'm just trying to be aware of this now and see how i can not reach a point where I'm like sort of collapsing and having a crisis. It sounds to me like that sounds very similar to me. Like yeah. I, um, I literally look at, look at, looking at things. I like one minute I might be looking at like how DHL works and how, and then the next minute about printing methods and then the next minute different Bottom, papers, the next minute methods. natural dyes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then like, and then I take a break and like start learning about watches and get like hyper fixated on yeah. watches, and then hyper fixated on. <laughs> like at the moment, it's like perfume, perfume packaging. And, yeah, and then and then like some yeah, but and it is exhausting. I know and the mean. most upsetting and... thing, the most like what makes me upset about all of this thing is that all of these things are work related and perception of how I need to perceive as a person who is creatively, like whatever, it's a work thing. But then comes my personal interest in what I want to do in life, whether it's learning how to swim or travel. And then again, my personality remains the same. And then I tend to forget that I also have to concentrate on things which is away from all of this in order to sustain myself as a person or my brain to be working in a happy mode. And we tend to, like, person like you and me, I think many people like us who are running into five different directions try to perfect. Because, again, as you said, what is difficult for someone like you or a brand is that if you're creating an incense stick or a perfume or a pottery or a piece of clothing plus dealing with brand, you want to make sure that everything coming out of the office or a factory has to be perfect and aligned with each other, whether it's a hat or a tote bag or a perfume. And it's just completely different expertise. Like, I... A, a person can just make a hat and have a whole life of stress, stressful life, or just create a perfume yeah. and have a whole life of stressful life. And it's just, uh, it's very difficult to then I find know. yourself into it. Yeah, but it's also, I do also think that that's probably why you're so successful and also why we are able to do so much because it's sort of a superpower. I mean, it's fucking irritating that yeah. you, that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not speaking to you, but personally, I get obsessive about certain things and then not obsessive about things I should be getting obsessed about. And then, and then like, yeah. And then, so my, it's all over the place, but at the end of the day, it does mean that I could have a discussion with you right now and say, um, how, ask you a question about how we, how we how to do a mailing list, like something completely random, like yeah. how are we going to target this mailing list? And then how should the email look? And then you'll have an opinion on it and you'll have like, a, a, a loose grasp of how it should be and how it, what should be possible and then i could ask you okay well how about um how should we film this thing and you'll have an understanding about yeah. focus and stuff yeah. and then and, we'll and then what, where do you think this, perfume and, samples after five minutes yeah exactly and then you'll yeah. be like oh this is uh this smells like it's got such and such in it and yeah. you know you get what well, i can't remember what the phrase is it's something like uh master of none what the you know like where you're yeah where you where you know a little about everything yeah um, i no, think i, I think, think it's good I, I think it's a good thing and i think someone suggested me long time my therapist that you only move like even a even a, a multitasker or people who are doing multiple things it's the best to perfect a thing put it on automatic mode as much as you can and then move on to the next thing that's the only way you're still doing 10 things but you know certain things can be done without your prime attentions or being peak of your stress point where you're trying to figure things out. So wherever you're trying to learn something or trying to do something else, make sure the three things you know, at least they are on automatic mode, 80% of it, and you can touch base with it. But without having too much of stress, it's going to collapse if you move away from it. It's, I mean, I don't tend to follow it very often, but uh, but it was a good suggestion for someone who was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, um, since having our kid, uh, a lot of, a lot of my, a lot of my obsessions of stuff have, have just fallen away because they have just have, have naturally, but still I find myself like up at night reading about obscure things like, I don't know, building materials, <laughs> how bricks are made. And yeah. Um, okay. To get back to fashion, what do you, um, what do you, what do you, what do you like? most and what do you hate most about your about your industry honestly i don't hate anything in particular i mean Uh i really enjoy what i'm doing i really enjoy meeting and talking to people as we said how diverse it is but you meet this really diverse group of people from different country you learn a little bit about nationality their culture like some people like how you are super passionate about like the craft you do and then how you make your product and that story is very important to you. Then I would meet same day someone who is like super corporate trying to sell a disgusting wine in a very beautiful uh, company and we have been asked to collaborate. So I'm really trying to understand 
highly corporate person and then i i find it quite humorous as well and you trying to find yourself because sometimes i trying to find myself being super interested into something which i never thought i would be so basically just meeting really different people um with completely different mind and mostly they are very passionate about what they do at the same time is something super super interesting and i i hate and love both also is attached to my travels i love traveling but at the same time i just sometimes i fucking can't stand it like it just gets you when you're trying to be on routine or trying to be healthy or trying to be you know just sane and trying to have yeah. some relaxing moment and trying to keep your friends and family you know on a regulator you i i tend to really fall off my promises when it comes to um you know relationship commitments whether they are my friends or family and stuff like that which i which i hate uh coming to a business and you always trying to like yeah but right now is my time for two three years i'll do this and i'll come back to it and when you come back to it sometimes they don't have uh they are not around and that's i think yeah. also one thing i'm trying to learn as i get get older that i have to prioritize those things now because you know things sort of fall apart so yeah i mean personal level yeah but there's nothing i hate as such about the industry when i hate something i tend to cut off and move on because it's just so much is there already and things are only growing so i can choose to not do things which i hate hates at certain point and i tend to complain not too much so i don't even notice a lot of things where things are not according to my liking um okay so the last question i have is do you obviously everyone's 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 journey is unique and everything but if someone was if someone was looking for advice and say they want to be like as close to have, have as close to your life as possible like what what would you what would your advice be like, it doesn't have to be specific ah uh, mm, i mean i i in a lot of people ask me this not in in this way but like a lot of people who i work with also be like how do you do that or like sometime my parents get a realization that and they come to my world to see me and something and they just don't believe that this is real not because it's like anything fancy or anything big but it's just very different yeah. from where i come from and um, i would say that one thing i was been very consistent with with it was with i always had like a small goal in mind and i would give anything and everything to get to that point and it's 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 very unsettling but at the same time i think i was just had a overview of what i really want and sense of a purpose after thinking too much but i think you just have to keep working towards something you and you tend to lose a lot of uh, good things of life like you know my whole 20s i was working and you know a lot of people have done music festival and drugs and they've taken holiday and been to relationships and all of that and i kind of completely skipped that part but when i like when i just turned 30 i realized that if i had to choose uh, one of the things what i have chosen of course i have chosen this so why am i regretting what i don't have answering to your question i think just know what you want and if you it that's a difficult goal then you might have to compromise few things on the way and you just accept that and move towards it unless you want to have a full life and you don't want not too much of anything then you can have a balanced life and do multiple thing but when you tend to have a hard goal uh knowing that what what where you're standing and how far it is you tend to just have to run faster and run harder and you know work harder to get that to that goal yeah uh, unless you're privileged and you're like aiming to do something in your realm of work then you can you know founder around it not work too hard and still get to a place where you want to go but i had a very far off goals in my life just because where i come from or what my background has been so and that's actually been proven to be a negative thing because now i'm going i was going to therapy and my dog said that you have a you have a you have a hungry dog stray dog syndrome because you always been eating from garbage so even if you someone provides you good food you tend to run towards garbage with an uncertainty of where is your next <laughs> meal coming from and i was like that's fucking true wow. because i used to say yes to everything because i was like fuck if i don't say yes to thing how am i going to pay rent how am i going to pay my rent next month and i'm trying to still process those things from last three years that hey i'm secure right now i don't have to run behind and have a fomo about work and money constantly i feel like i don't know if you agree but i see a lot of people who have money and network when they start and they they um they leap over like anything that we've done they like a brand could start today and be bigger than story if they've got network and money immediately 
but they tend to they tend to to die out quite quickly like it, it doesn't sound like you had i'm making assumptions but it doesn't it sounds like you like us probably had to build your own network right no so i'll tell you my point on that i agree with you and i think that's also true but then when things come easy you can't sustain it because that hunger of a person behind doesn't exist but when you're coming from a place where you know how hard was it for you to get to this point you will even work harder to sustain it longer because finally you've got it so for example like if i've gotten something which i've been aiming to get for the longest time and now i have it in my hand i will hold it really hard and dearly close to me and i would do anything to secure it because it it has taken me that long to get to that point but when someone just gives me something hand over and i was like oh it's there and now i can get it and i can have it immediately i would not value it as much uh to save it or to keep it close to me i think it's just that's why i think a lot of time when you get things easily you don't tend to care about it so much yeah i mean it's, it's yeah it's true well yeah. anyway that's been it's been lovely <laughs> interesting <laughs> talking to Chat. you i'd love to do this again I yeah think next time i'll ask i'll ask other i'll ask for like um other people's questions i think lots of people have got questions about stuff like we didn't really get into it but you've got chat because we have so much of similarity we can talk about stuff which is you know uh getting into each other's life with like a lot of purpose it just comes down from such a similar perspective of like how we grew up what what has been happening in life and what we are trying to get is yeah. just uh, yeah. and people tend to not talk about those things very often in open it'd be, it'd be really really good and yeah. um i know we talked about a lot of stuff like slightly negatively i think that's like a bit of a protectionist thing but we both love working together and we both yes, love the things that we do. do yeah um and yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool shit and that, that's why i want to talk to you also because i think people agree um but also yeah it's super hard work and you get really beaten up and you carry a lot of scars from which which is mad because we I mean at the end of the day we're just talking about clothes um, yeah <laughs> yeah but it's or, also lifelong lifelong work of 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 an individual you know whatever it is whatever it is we've been busy doing something and it's just yeah. it not be unaccounted for so whether it's clothes or whatever we've done it's just taken our whole um whatever ages to yeah. get there so that and we've not sat down so obviously there's a purpose mm. to it whether it's fashion <laughs> then be mm. it <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah. cool right such a well, good I chat will, though all right yes I uh, will um I'll get to say goodbye now and then we'll chat again soon hopefully. Yes, perfect. Okay. Thank you so much Sai. Right, Thank you so much. It's super bye, bye, fun. Bye. 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 bye.